man, spider man, does whatever a spider can, spins away in his shine, catches thee just like spies look out, there goes a spider man. Episode 48 for October 2008. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They want to be your supplier for your comic and trade paperback fix, and they offer discounts from 38 up to 75% off the cover price. An example this month, they have the Secret Wars 2 Omnibus. The cover price is 100 bucks. Mail order has it for $59.99. So check them out at mailordercomics.com and tell them the crawlspace sent you. Alright, it's time for the message board questions this time. Uh, we're starting off with uh, Scotland with Funny K. He talks a bit about uh, with all these old spider writers returning to the titles, which writers other than Stan Lee would you like to see return to the book? JR, you got anybody you want to come back? Well, I'd like to see uh, Peter David and and Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Uh, wow. I don't uh, I don't think that they got uh, their the Spider-Man stories they had out of their system, frankly. Exactly. I know that uh, I know that Tom Brevoort uh, dismissed the idea of Peter David coming back uh, by saying, "Well, he's already done Spider-Man a bunch of times." Well, he didn't get really get a chance to do his Spider-Man. Uh, because he had to this last time because he had to deal with all the crossovers and yep. the other and civil war and and uh, but I I don't think they got out those two guys got all their stories out of them I'd like to see more from them yep. so uh, definitely those two and gang feel free to hop in so we plow through these questions anybody want to hop in with who they want to see back his initials are J M S yeah there you go <laughs> I'll get initials his Shock, response would probably be N O. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sax would be F U. <laughs> no, no, my my initials would be J M D. Ah, uh, well, we had him, but he's back with the Amazing Spider-Man family. That first, I haven't read the second, but that first story in the issue one he's, of Amazing Spider-Man he's only family. In issue one, he's not in issue two. Oh, he's not. Well, he's got something coming up though. True, but I want him as 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 a writer on the Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. Okay. Uh. And he, this is a request from Funny K to Spidey Dude. He says, if Spidey Dude could do a Vince Fontaine impression, it would make my day. And Vince Fontaine, isn't he the, the movie guy that recently passed away? No, no, no. Vince Fontaine is the, uh, he is the radio announcer for, uh, Greece. During, throughout Greece, you know, he's, he's the guy that's kind of creepy. He ends up hitting on a, one of the girls. I can't remember her name. Okay. Well, let's hear your impression. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, hey, it's your main brain, Vince Fontaine, here from the House of Wax, W-A-X-X. That's the only part I remember. Did, did he have a dog? I just heard a dog bark in your background. <laughs> my, my, dog's, my dog's being... We just ran, Him and I just went outside and ran, so he's a little wound up. Okay, what's your dog's name? My dog's name is Nash. I didn't name him, actually, but, but his dog's name's Nash. Okay, I, thought, name's I Nash. thought for sure it would be Mayday or something like that. No, no. Uh, he's looking at me on the foot of the bed. <laughs> Funny case, other question is, uh, why is it that Electro is classified as one of Spider-Man's greatest villains, but is rarely ever used? Anybody? Um, you know, I, I think he's grossly underused. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Tom DeFalco, I mean, not to, not to bring Tom DeFalco's but one of his best stories of his second run was um, was his Electro story, where Electro just basically thrashes Spidey. I mean, he, he makes him beg for his life. I mean, how much hardcore can you get? And, and, and the second... The second best in the modern era would have to be the, the brief one issue battle of um, with Mark Millar. Um, that that one issue really made him a badass, and and we haven't really seen much of Electro since um, Avengers Disassembled was the last appearance that I can remember of him. You know, being in there and my stupid dog keep barking. <laughs> but uh, tell him to get in the corner. <laughs> go on. There you go. <laughs> I was kidding, but go ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Steve Rogers. Uh, let's see. This one's kind of long, but I'll, I'll read it. The last two things I've recently read where Spidey's essentially cameoed in were Sp- Secret Invasion 5, and in an early Avengers issue, Iron Man was searching for the Hulk, I believe it was number two. Bold bug the heck out of me. S.I. for the flippant way Peter was acting and something about the king, Drew Spidey, was just, well, not well at all. Anyway, what is your opinion of when Spider-Man has either guested, made a cameo, or just wasn't the focus of the book? Do you think that it's mostly good, bad, or whatever, and I'm just seeing two rare examples of Spidey being written or drawn horribly by someone who doesn't do him on a regular basis? Well, uh, the secret invasion, it's Iron Man's story. I mean, really it is, and it really is a story about uh, the scrolls and Iron Man and how it affects the status quo, and, and we've seen some hints of what it's going to be like, and I don't necessarily like where, where it's going, but um, you know, Bendis writes Spidey as an immature 15-year-old stepchild of what he really is, and um, really, he doesn't write him well. Yeah. He doesn't, write him, he doesn't write him well at all, and, and uh, he writes... He tries to he tries so hard not to try to make him sound different than uh, Ultimate Spidey, but he really does sound just like Ultimate Spidey. It, it doesn't make any sense, and that's why I was hoping that Spidey would be a scroll in New Avengers because he's been written so poorly. But Secret Invasion is just not doing anything for me. I, I just I, I'm, not so, I'm, I'm so yeah I'm so ready for it to end. It, it's, yeah. it's I mean issue six was the or seven I'm sorry was the first time it actually sounded good. So yeah, Jr. Moore, what do you think? Um, I don't think it's that Bendis writes him badly. I think it's that a lot of writers, uh, when you're writing Spider-Man in the in a team scenario rather than Spider-Man being the star of the book, it, it's very easy to stereotype him as the one-liner guy. Because you need you need several different, uh, you need a lot of different templates in a team. So you have like Wolverine's the badass, for example, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man's just the one-liner guy. You can't focus everything on him, so his character doesn't necessarily come out as well. And a lot of people just kind of fall back on giving him jokes. And I will admit, sometimes Bendis writes him with really annoying jokes. Um, <laughs> also, it, it doesn't really get much worse than uh, Avengers Invaders. But Alex Ross came right out saying he thinks Spider-Man is the really annoying joke guy. So <laughs> that kind of explains that. But yeah, I feel like it's just that when he's not the focus, that's kind of the slot he falls into. And it does shortchange him, but you can't always throw the focus on every single character in a big old team. Yeah. Uh, let's see. FSU Spider Fan from Greenville, North Carolina, gives a shout out to Kevin. Way to go, Kevin! Was showing Marvel how Spidey should be written. There you go. Thank and 
What, what do you guys think about the future of the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon? A third season has started to look doubtful. Personally, I think it's a damn shame to lose such a promising show. And basically, we, we didn't talk about that in the news section, but uh, Spectacular Spider-Man isn't going to be on the Kids WB. Is that what I'm understanding? It's going to be on some other network, I think. Well, I think, the, I think the Kids WB had the plug pulled on it, uh, yeah. which is why it's not appearing on there anymore. Uh, and so that they were Sony or was looking for a home to put it yet, and I haven't heard anything. I've just heard that it's supposed to the second season's supposed to debut in March 2009, but I haven't heard a hint of, of where at all. Yeah, uh, and that's probably impacting the fact that they don't appear to be willing to make a commitment to the third season. Yeah, that's that's sad because it's such a great show, and it, it was be horrible to lose it. But I think I read somewhere that Greg Weissman is a lot of people that have been working on the show. They can't go that long without having a commitment, and they're looking for other work. I think is what I've read some uh, different places. Yeah. So I I bet you Nick Tunes, which is premiering the new Iron Man cartoon, looks like a, a viable home for it. I, I bet you they. I think they have a home for it, but Greg can't announce where it is. As the last article I read. So. Nick Tunes won't be much of a home after Iron Man hits. That thing's going to drag that station down. Really. <laughs> It yeah, looks the, terrible. It does look pretty. It does look pretty bad. <laughs> it can't be any worse than the '90s Iron Man show that they air on the Disney Channel. My God, is God is that bad? <laughs> you don't like the mullet, Rock? Iron Man. Oh. Uh, no, I, I, Iron Man can be much, much worse than the actual classic interpretation they went with in the '90s, even if it wasn't that good. Yeah, just looks horrible, man. And you know the the Hulk animated series from the '90s. What start off promising, but when it became the Hulk She Hulk hour, god damn. <laughs> Did you see the Silver Surfer cartoon on Fox in the nineties? That was it, pretty crap. I missed that. I missed that. A buddy of mine showed showed it to me, uh some YouTube clips of it. And it looks like a Commodore sixty four uh graphics was being used <laughs> for it, parts of it. Well, I, I think they were trying to do what, what the ninety series tried to do as well and you know you know how they when they were going through the city it was always 3D animation, and they tried to make Galactus look. At least they had Galactus in it, as opposed to the Fantastic Four sequel. Yeah, well, I just, sorry. I, and I don't think it was as much the way it looked as just that it sucked. Yeah, well, there, well there's, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and FSU Spider Fan says, Spidey Dude, keep your chin up because I'm sure you've already been slammed every which way again. Just remember it's all for fun and we accept your lifestyle choice. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Smartass. <laughs> uh, First Don of all, the operation did not go successfully. I still have oh, a penis. Okay. Uh, second of all, I have not invested in the man thong yet, although I thought it would be kind of fun. I'm sorry, but, uh, you, I'm sorry you lost that eBay auction. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually, actually, there's there's new ones out now. I, oh, I was, great. Yeah. Dono Mark from uh, Arkham Asylum. This one's directed to Spider Girl if she's still a regular. Of course she's still a regular. Recently, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's been showing interest in comic books. Oh my god, dude! Where she once thought, where she once thought of them as juvenile, she now finds them very interesting. But she hasn't read any, and she is very ignorant in turn. Oh, dude, don't call her ignorant. God. <laughs> 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 Very ignorant in terms of how a basic comic book story works. For example, she doesn't even know what Superman's origin is. I recommended her Ultimate Spider-Man for starters since she said she likes adventure stories. Is there anything else you'd recommend for her to try, both as a female and as someone who's just getting into the game? Much appreciated. Uh, okay. Um, 
For a very quick answer, I would really say Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. But the first and second volumes, um, where I think it just started out uh, Mary Jane Homecoming, and then it, it spawned off into Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. It's an easy story to get into. It's really interesting. It kept my attention. It kept my brother's attention, which he would kill me if, you know. <laughs> but I feel like he would probably really grasp onto this. Um, nice. If she's having trouble with origin stories, um, you can always... I don't know. I feel like if I was a girl that wasn't raised with comic books, that some of those essentials would probably be a little daunting. I know Superman for All Seasons. Is that the one by Jeff Loeb? Um, yeah, the I've last actually... time he actually wrote something decent. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, I've read a couple issues of that, and that's that really, I think, goes in depth in a different way into Superman and his origins. So if you know if Superman's a thing that you want her to look at then um I would go with that. But as a deeper answer, I think I would since she is your girlfriend, I would look at um what she's like and what you think she would like and then kind of pull off of that because don't necessarily recommend Wonder Woman, which I am constantly recommended to and I could not take I was actually really disappointed with Jody Picoult, but um just like, don't necessarily go for the girly storylines, um, with the exception of Spider-Man was Mary Jane. There are a lot of good books out there. Justice League of America, it has powerful female characters in it, but it also has um, a good team dynamic in it with male characters playing off of those female characters. So just, um, I mean, see what she likes, you know, just check it out. So that's... I guess what I can say. And Donna Mark's other question is aimed for Kevin. When writing your Crawl Space issue, did your artist come up with the design of the Death Rider, or was his physical description invented through the script? Just curious. Uh, Death Rider was something I just I wrote out that description in the script, uh, and I just sent the description to Ted, and he drew what he saw off the description. So what you saw in the script was the exact description Ted got as I wrote it. Um, but if I would also point out just to not make sure that I'm not taking all the credit for all of these things, Goblin King was a collaboration between me and Scott Larson. Okay. Uh, Lockdown from Illinois. Uh, first to Kevin, I loved your comic. This is how you write some good Spidey. I just wish Joey Q could get that through his head. Man, all praise for you, brother. <laughs> uh, Lockdown's question to the gang is, do you feel with Peter joining Frontline that it's reminiscent of the old days of the Daily Bugle minus Jonah, even if it means seeing Sally Ford, Sally Floyd on a more regular basis? Chair, what do you think of Peter joining Frontline? Well, it doesn't remind me of the old uh, Daily Bugle yet because, uh, you, I mean, the Daily Bugle is, is, is J. Jonah Jameson, so you've mm-hmm. got to have Joni in there to uh, have any kind of reminiscence of the Daily Bugle. Also, part of the old uh, style of the Daily Bugle was uh, Peter romancing Betty Brandt. Yeah. Now, uh, now, if you want Peter to start romancing Sally Floyd, uh, then uh, you might have some of that. But we really haven't seen enough of Peter's interaction with Frontline to uh, to really comment on that, to be honest. It's just started. It's interesting to see Phil Urich, the old reporter in a position of authority, which he clearly yeah. hates being. Uh, I mean, I think there's some potential there. I definitely do think there's some potential. Uh, I'd like to see Spider-Man return to some more hard-boiled crime stories yeah. uh, as a kind of an alternative to some of the supervillain stuff, and I think that the front line is a good format for that. But uh, we'll just have to take a wait-and-see attitude to see if they actually do anything with it or if it's just going to be another one of those interesting storylines that go nowhere. Tell you what, I've, I've been reading the Secret Invasion Frontline book, and it's horrible. 
I just <laughs> anybody else reading that piece of crap? I read the first one. I thought the first one was good. Are you saying? Did you not oh. like the first one at all? Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't take it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I even I didn't really like the Hulk front line either. But I thought I the yeah. front line. Well, I, I think I think the yeah. And I uh, sorry to interrupt, uh, Kevin, but I, I was going to agree with you. There hasn't been a good front line since Civil War. And, yeah. And uh, well, I thought Civil War front line was totally superfluous in the end too. So mm-hmm. I I never felt the need to read another one. Yeah. Save your money, in my opinion. Uh, lockdowns, other que- unless you go with Stella, she likes it. Uh, or Spider Girl. Every show, I give away your secret identity. I'm That's fine. <laughs> it's been given away like five times already. <laughs> lockdowns, other question is: uh, Do you find Vin Gonzalez too one note? Uh, do you find Vin Gonzalez too one note as much as we do? It seems he has two modes. He's either pissed at Spider Man, pissed at Peter Parker for being a poor roommate. I know we've changed opinions on Dexter Bennett, but it seems no matter what. Writer handles Vin. It's the same old story. Even the dog doesn't like Vin Gonzalez. <laughs> I think Kevin finally wrote him right, which really emphasizes more why Joe Q needs to listen to Kevin's writings. What do you think about Vin, guys? And so, let me first uh, comment. Why? Why is Lockdown using the first person plural? Is he like possessed by a symbiote? You know, he kept saying "we" and everything. I might have to. Um, I do think he is kind of one-noted right now. Um, he's just like a flat character right now. I'm looking for some dynamic change with him. I think he does, like Kevin wrote him, he does have some villainous possibilities, and it'd be really interesting to play off that since he is the roommate of Spider-Man. Um, it's kind of getting a little annoying um, right now. It was cute in the beginning, but now it's annoying him yeah. constantly, I guess his constant attraction to Carly and trying to do all this stuff, but she doesn't even look at him so that's yeah as i've I've said before it's like he's in an abusive relationship with peter give me my rent give me my rent (laughs) he's like like that uh, character in the movies uh mr ditkovich (laughs) rent 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 (laughs) fix this damn door rent (laughs) i'd rather see i'd rather see mr ditkovich in the comics than i would vin yeah (laughs) that that would be a character i wouldn't mind seeing make the transition from film to comics as him yeah, he's rent, rent. <laughs> uh, and just so you guys know, uh, lockdown. We always check in on his love life. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that girl that he hooked up with has turned oh, into oh. friendship. I'm sorry, he lockdown. Up with her. See, that was even more than we had. Oh yeah, we we got the hookup, but now it turned into friendship. So friendship. He says, <laughs> what's that? They 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 yell out rent. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you can have a friendship with a girl. Yes, yes, we, we Jr. Hey, yes, we wow, can. Hey, are you saying that you're not my friend? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that the last time I had anything that resembled a friendship with a woman, I married her, and, then, <laughs> and that and that pretty well ruined that friendship. So, wow. <laughs> well, welcome to the Doctor Phil crawl space. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's hop over some water. Go over to Australia. Uh, hi guys, long time listener, first time questioner, first question I have, the metric system, why bloody not? <laughs> because it's foreign, and it was come up with by foreigners. Yeah. Because it's and a this is America with cheese, oh not a Royale with cheese. Oh wow. Can I, can I say something for the metric system? Hit, hit it. <laughs> well, as an architecture major, we're the only country that's dealing with inches and feet and so if i want to go because we're america i know but if 
I everything else is metric, and so I have to constantly convert things and like doing plans and stuff. It's a little annoying. So I'm kind of for the metric system. I'm all about women having to stop talking about inches. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. That was even. That was up against the wall. Uh, that was on the border. Oh, uh, John. Which uh, classic villains would you? John's also. I'm not talking to John. I'm reading John. Uh, which classic villains would you like to make a return to Brand New Day after New Ways to Die? How would the new continuity add to or take away from these villains? I say you got to go with Doc Ock. Doc Ock is up there in you, my you, opinion. You know what would be funny, and this would be hilarious to me, if uh, because Doc Ock lost his memory of of Spider Man. Yeah. If, if due to the the non-existent deal with Mephisto that actually did happen but really didn't happen. Um, <laughs> that actually Doc Ock knows, you know, due to it's just a reverse psychology type thing. He he. Re- refresh of, me. How did Doc Ock forget? Doc Ock forgot when he was resurrected. Okay. Yeah, but he found out again in the unmasking. True. Well, that's true. <laughs> Good lord. He's but, our all. He's our Alzheimer's. Um, Villain, I don't know. He forgets and remembers. I don't know. And he's, Doc Ock's memory is the great yo-yo. Yeah, no kidding. Up and down. Uh, third question: What flavor are Spidey dudes Tic Tacs? <laughs> I would say sour grapes, but uh, <laughs> oh, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> what am I supposed to say that, Jr.? I mean, I mean, how do you? Oh, anyway, uh, John says, keep up the good work on the podcast, BD, Kev, JR, Spidey Dude, and Spidey Girl. Be sure to send me some Mountain Dew. It's way overpriced here. Peace out. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see. Let's Sorry, we John did. back around the crawl space. He left for a long time. Who, John? Yeah. Yeah. Back. I love him. Let's see. Matisse Leonard from somewhere in the realms of reality. For those of us who were children of the 90s and the early millennium, the place to go see action cartoons was Cartoon Network's Toonami. As of September 2000, Toonami had its final broadcast after 11 years of service. Did any of you guys watch Toonami? And if you did, do you have any good memories? I don't nope. really. I don't have really good memories of Toonami. It, it, I don't either. Me, it was grossly. It was grossly overhyped, and it just go, went to prove that Cartoon Network could only depend on. Anime, 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 freaking anime, and I really, I'm not, I'm not anti-anime, but, but it was like the whole freaking block was, was just anime, and I, everybody's like, oh, Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, I, I tried to watch Dragon Ball Z, I really did, I tried giving it a chance, and the fact that nothing freaking happened, I watched a week of episodes, and I'm going, okay, we went from point A to point A, point A, it was like what point one to point one point two in the space of a week. I'm sorry, that. That that type of storytelling it just annoys me. It's, it's brand it's, new day, my friend. I, and, and, you know, I was fixing to make that illusion, but thank you, thank you, Kevin, for, uh, for doing it for me because really it is it is brand new day in its entirety. I mean, it, it really goes to show how forward progression just sucks, and they're yeah. And Jr., you said you've been watching a lot of tunes on Disney Channel or Cartoon Network. Are you a tsunami viewer or no? Or? Yeah, I was. No, I just no, not at all. My uh, my son is my son is not into anime. Uh, he's more into, uh, in fact, he, he's more into, uh, those, uh, oh, those ridiculous things that Cartoon Network comes up with, like Phineas and Ferb and, uh, oh, all their own, their, their homegrown crap. He likes that stuff. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb is Disney. Oh, okay. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, I only know that because I work at the Disney store, but yeah, that's. I guess he, I guess he doesn't watch Cartoon Network much then. It's all the same to me. 
Spider Girl, no, um, were you a Toonami viewer? Um, well, I'm trying to think. Wasn't Justice League? Wasn't that? Necess- wasn't that in the action block of Toonami? I have no idea. Because yeah, 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 I thought Toonami encompassed it, like it did do the late night like Adult Swim, or and then it no. did the. Um, <laughs> are you saying uh, no? It wasn't Adult uh, no, Swim. Well, that was yeah, different. No, the adult, adult, adult Swim is different. It's not. Okay. It's not, well, it, it did have the anime, but I feel like it still it still had Justice League, and that was good. And I think that Samurai was the Jack. Only good was, thing. Well, and what Samurai about Samurai Jack? Jack? I think you can't really argue that that was pretty turn of the century, even mm-hmm. though. I was yeah. never a cartoon guy personally. I, I didn't get into all that stuff. Spider-Man and X-Men and stuff on Fox was great, but Fox Kids cartoons were what I watched back then. I never got into the other same, two not crap. Same here. Spawn, 1977. We don't know where he's from, but from the the internet, we'll say there. Regular podcast. Regular podcast listeners are familiar with your displeasure of one more day and brand new day. Rather than hear really? some of the same complaints, let's try something different. I'd like each of you to pretend that you work for the marketing department at Marvel Comics. I'm a potential Amazing Spider-Man buyer, but I'm unsure. Tell me what makes Amazing Spider-Man the one comic series I need to read three times a month. Sell me on the good points of a recent string of comic storyline. Listeners know you haven't liked. And the two rules are no sarcasm, that means UJR, and no giggles, that means you've read. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> well, we broke the second rule already. Yeah, no kidding. Um... Amazing Spider-Man, three times a month because you can have it more than sex. What? <laughs> I don't. Three times. Wow. <laughs> I don't. No, no, no. Amazing Spider-Man because it's better than sex. Yeah, there you go. Better than sex. It's three times a month. <laughs> no. Oh shit! I just giggled. <laughs> I mean that that's that question is kind of I'm not sure how to answer that because it says sell me on the good points of a recent string of comic storylines listeners know you haven't liked. Yeah, how are we going to well, sell? Well, I mean, if I haven't liked sarcasm. it, how can I sell it? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. let, me, let me let me try. Let me try. Okay, you hit it without sarcasm. At at the fact that uh, Peter Parker cannot act like a douche any more than he is. Oh wait, that's sarcasm. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I've know, got I, it, guys. I, I, Oh, Morb's got it. Hit it. Uh-oh. I've got it. Buy Amazing Spider-Man, because Spider-Man's in it. Well, there We're you done. go. There you go. <laughs> that's all Spider- I got. That's, that's Amazing so Spider-Man, simple. featuring John Romita Jr. Enough said. There it is. There, there and it is. Even then, I, and even I then, I would disagree with that, because the best uh, the best story arc though for, so far has been about Norman Osborn. It's not been about Spider-Man. He's been almost a secondary character in his own storyline. Spawn. Well, clearly, we, I wasn't really selling the book. Yeah. <laughs> Spawn, I, we I, failed miserably, my friend. No, 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 I, I, got, I got one. I got one. Okay, one last one. Uh, Spider-Man, shut the up and give me your money. <laughs> there you go. Beep. Uh, Spider Dad, lost in the ur- urban prairie, is where Spider Dad's from. Uh, rips right from these forums. Rip, we hear about events. But what, in your opinion, is a comic event? Overhyped marketing? Crosses over multiple titles or miniseries? What do you guys think? All of the above. What's a comic event, JR? <laughs> a comic event is something that, uh, uh, Marvel tries to extend the storyline out way too many, to way too many titles to, to, to get you to buy them all. And, uh, and inevitably, it comes out turning out flat. That's an event. More comic event definition for a hundred. Spider-Man crawl space. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you oh, you're talking about your comic, not my site. Damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was talking about both. Okay. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Girl, comic event, what does it mean? I would probably second JR's, actually. Yeah. I think a comic event generally, uh, with the exception – oh, sorry. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I guess you don't want to hear my definition of a comic event, apparently. Well, That's you cool. can have it. You can have it. I don't okay. always have to go last, damn it. <laughs> no, um, your definition. It's clones. Clones, clones, clones. No, not necessarily. A definition <laughs> of a comic event is an over, overly encompassing storyline that promises to change the character or character characters or character their lives forever, even yeah. though we know that it will never happen. But that's cool. That that pretty much is exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say it's a life, it's a status changing event for a, a longtime character. It's pretty much a comic event. But Spider Dad's other question is aimed at Jr. I know Mad Goblin loves the Green Goblin, but has there ever been a Green Goblin story with Norman you wish was never written? Others, please answer as well. Jr., what do you wish was retconned or taken away? Uh-huh. That's a good question. I uh, I had, had had a chance to think about that question, and I was thinking because Norman was gone so long um, from the the early seventies to the mid nineties that he missed a whole period of which he could have been written uh, written uh, mediocre. Mm-hmm. So there aren't really, I would say, a lot of you know some bad Green Goblin stories out there with Norman. Um, a story that didn't turn out the way that uh, I liked. Well, I was about to say, I guess I, I don't know if I could count Norman getting his head cut off by Harry or not. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but one that didn't turn out the, didn't turn out that I, uh, well was, um, Earth X. You guys remember Earth X? Yeah. 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 Norman was the president of the United States and he was, uh, basically just pitched out the window and that's how they disposed of him. And I really thought that sucked. Yeah. Uh, plus, they never expl- they never explained in a world where uh, everybody was given superpowers how the the how it transformed him him into a real goblin. So there was just a that wasn't handled handled very well. What'd you think of the time he bought the Daily Bugle in the Mackie? Uh, I like that. I like that. I re- I really thought that had some possibilities, and it was uh, it was prematurely uh, ended, just like a like a lot of other subplots were, because we had to go through the uh, to the reboot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna. I mean, you referenced it, Brad, but the final chapter. I mean, that that oh. obvious, that was the worst Spider-Man or Spider-Man and Norman Osborn story on the face of the planet. And and anybody the f- that will, final chapter is that the one with Aunt May as the actress? Is that yeah, Aunt May is the actress. Got, got the, it. The big battle takes place off-panel. Yeah. Um. Well, if you it. want to talk about, I agree, but. Let's also right before it the the gathering of freaking five. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, gathering of the freaking I, five was awful. Oh, I, I, that's what I was including. I was including the final chapter, gathering of the five, because I I don't view those as two separate stories. I view that as one story. Yeah, and and it was just absurdly awful. Yeah, Spider Girl, anything Normanish you want gone? I I don't think I can really answer that very well. So okay. right now they're all good stories in my opinion, the ones I've read, anyways. Uh, is there uh, Spider Dad's other question is, has there ever been a Spider-Man comic and, and have you ever read a Spider-Man comic and immediately disliked it, then many months or years later reread it and changed your opinion of that story or artist? If so, which ones? I, I, I'm going to defer to JR on this one because I, I really don't go back and read them as much as I want. I have trouble keeping up with the new stuff. JR, you go back and read 
freedom to research, to write your articles. Occasionally, that is a really good question. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I don't have a really good answer. Um, Because uh, the stuff that I've read, I've gone back and read, you know, I either liked it or I didn't. And time really hasn't changed my opinion. Um, I mean, for example, there's, I'm I'm trying to think of like Todd DeZago stuff. You know, I didn't like it then. I still don't like it now. Um, the old, uh, you know, the stuff from the, yeah, the clone saga. I mean, I, I've reread, I've reread some, <laughs> I've, I've reread, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Power and Responsibility or whatever, that, 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 the uh, four part story that kicked off the clone saga. I reread that again once Aww. and it was still as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Maximum Carnage, you know, Maximum Carnage did not improve with age. Um, uh, no, now that, know. that one I need to reread because I read it the first time and loved it. I haven't reread it since I was like twelve or fifteen or whatever. You were not that young. Were you, you were not twelve or fifteen when Maximum Carnage came out. Nin- <laughs> I guess I wasn't. Was that ninety? Was that ninety three? Like ninety five or ninety six or no ninety three? No, I think right. That was ninety two, ninety three. Okay, I was eighteen. Was I was eighteen and ninety three. I loved it at ninety three. Yeah, because it had the cool factor. That's yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? Um, Read anything and you like it and dis or dislike you know, it. Like I don't it. know you know, why you would. Why would you go back and reread something that you really hated? I mean, yeah, I hated Skin Deep. I hated Spider-Man Breakout. I hated oh, uh, Paul yeah. Jenkins issue number fourteen of Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, hey, I hated hey, the. I, I hated Spider-Man today, Disassembled. I hated Spider-Man Disassembled. I I don't want to read them again. They were just bad. Actually, wow. no. I'll take that back. I did reread. Spectacular Spider-Man number 14 a couple of times because Zach keeps talking about it, and yes, I still hate it. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> uh, um, I, I will say this. I went back, and I, I anybody that's, that's known me that I've been since I've been posting from the very beginning knows I was not a great big fan of, of uh, JMS's first uh, half of his run. I was not overly impressed. I wasn't... I was really grossly underwhelmed. It was better than what we were getting... Um, at the time, that's what I thought. I just didn't. I didn't like the totems. I didn't like the totem story. And I went back and reread it. And honestly, it really it, it's so much better than what we're getting now that I I was a little spoiled. I, I think. And it was a really good story. And and it you know it ended in a way that that uh, made it really ambiguous. And it's enjoyable. I, I find it very enjoyable. And, and cheers to uh, JMS. I think he I, I, you know. I, I think I, I'm a little, probably had a premature, uh, premature, premature judgment on his uh, on his run due to the early stuff. But like I say, he uh, he had a really good run with the exception of his last story, and uh, which really wasn't even his last story. So, yeah. um, Spy- Spider Dad's last question is: How do you track your comics? Do you inventory them in a spreadsheet? Use a product like Comic Base or mean to get to it someday. I only mention it because I update my custom access database as I listen to the podcasts. There, there's a program out there. I think Comic Vine. What was it called? Um, Comic Collector Live. That's what it was. It's on my desktop. I kind of tried to fill that out, but then I realized how daunting that damn thing is. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to have it on a spreadsheet, but uh, again, I don't have enough time to do that in the day. But you I personally, tried I use, that. Sorry, um, I, I use ComicBookDB.com, uh, Comic Book Database. It's it's called ComicBookDB.com. Um, it's a great little tool. You can 
inventory, everything you have, you can, and you don't have to put in every single issue. You can add an entire run at a time, and it has in there already covers, prices, uh, characters that appear in it, synopsis, all kinds of good stuff. So that's, it, that's a great tool. One thing I've always wanted to know, does it give you a price of how much your collection's worth? Uh, it does not. Okay. It does not. But uh, yeah, you pretty much have to have a comic book shop price it, because even if... Yeah. Even if you do get something like that on the internet, it's not really going to be necessarily exact to your comic. Comic base is really expensive, I thought, and that's one reason I didn't do that one. But, uh, you know, a spreadsheet is essentially the same thing. JR, you were starting to say something. How do yeah, you, I, I, I tried to do a spreadsheet once uh, because I wanted to um, uh, take notes on, uh, like, when particular art, artists or writers did a, did a particular issue, what characters appeared in it. Um, and uh, what the uh, general plot was, I tried to do that once, and it just proved I didn't have enough time to do it. Yeah, I, I don't have enough time to read all of my stack of books that I've got to get to, so much less. I, I'm, I'm saving that when I'm a 70-, 80-year-old man, and I can say, <laughs> talk to my computer and say, Spider-Man number one, number three, very well, fine, I mean, stuff you know, like that. that technology exists, Brad. I mean, really and honestly, that is true. I mean, it, we're not too far away. I mean, hell, yeah. I mean, anybody that's, that's seen the HP Ch- Smart PC, it's just like Star Trek, folks. Yeah. I mean, it's you doing everything with your hand. Anybody's played with an iPhone, and and uh, anything like that. It, it really, it really is. I mean, we're not too far off, and you know, especially I, I keep referring to the economy, but in times of de- economic, I mean, economic slowdown, you, you can see the American ingenuity coming out more and more. And I think there's there, we're just on the horizon of a new a new age of technology that we we don't even realize is coming yet. So, um, and that potentially they'll they'll pertain to comics. You know, um, we'll potentially be instead of reading it on on a page, we'll be reading it on the, on our on our computers. Spider Girl, how do you not buy duplicates? How do you track your stuff? Um, right now, um, things they're in my head right now uh, because I can look at a cover and say I have that. Uh, I did want to do it in the summer because now I have zero time. But I'm hoping to, like, because I was researching the programs and seeing, you know, which ones were the best and everything. But I do want to somehow do that. I don't know if Excel, I don't know. I would kind of like to have an idea of what my collection is worth. That would be nice to have. Spidey Sight UK is in the middle of the Reckoning War still. Uh, (laughs) Reckoning War. (laughs) With the announcement of what happened to Stops MJ and Peter... From getting married at issue 600, you see issue 600 as the issue where, unfortunately, Spider-Man may sell under the 50,000 mark. Hell no. No, that's, Yeah, no it's way. Got a, it's got the number 600 on it. Everybody that isn't even going to read it is going to buy it. <laughs> I, if, if, it's go, if we're dipping really far below, it's going to be after that if it sucks. Yeah. I really could – you could potentially see it. You know, Right now, it's still selling. And the reason why New Ways to Die is sold so well is because of variant covers. That's the only reason. Yeah. And um, you could really see a huge, huge drop-off. If the story is just crap, we'll be seeing it down to the Mackie burn era numbers, and we haven't seen that in 10 years. So, well, not quite 10 years, but, I mean, I mean that that's huge. And yeah, so, I... and that's going to, that's going to, that's probably, and I think that's probably largely what led to the, the, the demise of the Harris administration and the rise of Casada's administration. You, if there's one book you've got to keep rolling, you need to keep the Spider books rolling because they are the franchise books and, and the higher ups of Marvel are going to eventually 
I, I'm not going to say wake up, but there's a certain point. If it gets below 50,000, it's, it's, I mean, the, the current direction is done. You're going to see a major shakeup in what's going on, and it, and it won't be good. Okay. Uh, B-Dog says, hey, guys, did you hear about the new Spider-Man webcomics, Spider-Man Crawl Space? It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, so, uh, dude, I've heard so many great things about that. <laughs> His first question is unrelated to Spidey. Has anybody been reading Invincible? I've been reading since issue one. It's been awesome. What do you think? I'm not reading it. I'm sorry. Nope. Me neither. I started reading it, I, but that was when I decided to switch everything to trade, so I only read about half the first story arc. But, yeah, it was good. I love Matt Fraction. He's one of my favorites, and Salvador LaRocca is a great artist. So, yeah, it's, that's definitely a good comic. I thought that was... Uh, uh, Ryan K. Vaughn. No, no, no. no. Invincible. Oh, 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 oh. We're talking about Invincible. I thought we were... Yeah. I was thinking he was referring to Invincible Iron Man. Kirkman. Kirkman. That's his name. Robert Kirkman. Doesn't he do that oh, one? Yeah. And he I, was, is... I was off base. Sorry. I have not read that. Well, I, I, I tell you right now, apparently I was talking to my guy at the shop that I always talk to, and uh, he said he stopped after the, issue, the last issue that came out. He said he's, he's dropping the book simply because Matt Fraction, uh, not Matt Fraction, uh, Kirkman, Kirkman has just gone off the off the chain, uh, and <laughs> he's atta- apparently he's attacking people on the on the letters page. Wow. Um, apparently he's, you know, of course he's been on the defensive ever since the the Kirkman manifesto came out. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't know what's going to happen with that book, but there's potential that, that <clears throat> we may not be seeing Kirkman around very much longer. Yeah. And I thought he had a really enjoyable run on the team-up, but uh, just didn't yeah. sell well. Uh, B-Dogs, uh, the question is aimed at Spidey Dude. What's the due date on SpideyDude.com? I'm, I'm hoping next month. Uh, by by the next podcast, I'm hoping. I, I'm, I'm Right now, like I was talking about earlier at the top of the show, uh, I'm working on getting a, a WordPress integrated into Spidey.com, and it's been kind of tough because of, of the way – the template that I have right now was laid out, and I'm, I may end up scrapping that altogether. I'm not sure yet. It's been kind of I've been kind of on the fence about it. I do like the template, I do like the layout, but it, it may not. It may be more trouble than it's worth, and it may just be scrapped completely in favor of a new, different, bold direction. Right. And uh, if anybody, anybody, and I'm, I'm I'm offering this to anybody that's listening on the podcast right now. If anybody has like, suggestions, ideas that they think, hey, you know, this might be cool on a on a, on a clone. Spider Girl website. Um, feel free to uh, drop me a line um, at my email, which is spiderdude at yahoo.com, or send me. Uh, really, the easiest way is just send me a PM on the message boards. Um, that I've 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 been reading more on my PMs than I have um, <laughs> than I have my emails. So um, just send me a line if you guys have me on Skype or, or uh, on uh, any of the other message various messaging messengers or whatever. Uh, hit me a line on there and, and yep. the other one's aimed at me, BD. It's a little late, but yeah, the new homepage is awesome, so I appreciate. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Brad. Everything. What? <laughs> Brad. Brad just, Brad just cut off. I mean, he's just. <laughs> Whoa! This is a first. Uh oh. Brad is, is gone. Yeah, oh, the wow. host is not supposed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, not a good thing. How, how about how about now? Yeah, there I am. Yeah. <laughs> that hey, was weird. It's better if you would have said that out loud, Jr. No, no, no. I, I clicked my down button on my microphone source. Weird. That sounds painful, but it happened. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, Roarark is our next question. Uh, first time. What was post- your answer? Did you even record? No, no. I, I, I got. 
Oh, did what did you guys hear? Did you guys hear you me? Got halfway, you got halfway through the word appreciate and then cut off. <laughs> oh, all right. Appreciate. Well, let's just skip that whole damn thing. Anyway. All right, Rorick, uh, first-time poster. Thank you, Rorick, for joining the board. He's read Spider-Man through the 70s and 80s, but then dropped off after the... <laughs> Will you quit that, Stella? <laughs> Uh-oh, giggle time. Uh-oh. I'm going to go in the corner. Um, what is his, Stella doing? I'm, I'm she's just... laughing at me screwing up these tech problems that I'm having, but I'm, I'm fixing them as we go and editing them out. Uh, first question is Will-O-Wisp, which I think Stella and I are wisping a little bit. Uh, has he ever shown back up? He creeped me out when I was a kid. I loved Will-O-Wisp back in the day in the uh, Romita Jr. first run. You guys remember R- Will-O-Wisp? Uh, he oh, recently yeah. appeared in the sens- uh, Sensational Spider-Man second volume. During the ver- many foes of Peter Parker arc. I don't remember that. Deadly foes. Deadly foes of Peter Parker. Deadly foes. I'm sorry. Deadly foes. Okay. Which I would not recommend to anyone that likes comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Tarantula is his other question. That happened right around that era. I think tar- Tarantula died. Yeah, didn't he? He's I, dead. I, think he got, I don't know how he died, but I know he's... I'm just saying for sake of argument. Didn't he he grow into be a big spider? Spawn 1977 actually answered some of those questions uh, (laughs) later on in the uh, message board. So uh, well, I'm still on page one. I'm crying. (laughs) He says the original tarantula died by gunshots, which is which is half the story. He died by gunshots after he transformed into a giant tarantula. Uh, I don't know about the other two. Yeah. Turning into a giant yeah. spider is never a good story idea for anybody. Let's go on record about that. <laughs> uh, let's I mean, it see. The Spider-Man cartoon. I mean, it kind of worked. Not really. That was some of my least favorite stuff in the Spider-Man cartoon. Let's go over to it's London, like- Eng- England. Ditko loves green. Hey, gang, it's me with the infamous confusing name. And I'll explain the name one more time. Ditko's villains were all had a lot of green in them. Uh, if you could give Spider-Man one of these, what would it be? Would he have a spider cave, a spider boat, a fortress of Spidey Dude, or a webby of the Spider Dog? <laughs> I like the fortress of Spidey Dude. I, I think that's Gee, a really? brilliant idea. Yeah, I do. I, I, think it's a, I, I think it's time we gave Spider-Man a dog and give him the, respo- <laughs> the responsibility of being a pet owner. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he can bark a lot like mine. Yeah, no, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> JR, you like the spider cave? Yeah, I like the spider cave idea, except where are you going to find a cave in New York City? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe it could be the spider sewer. Hey, you know what? Um, and then Morb hey. could write about him running into the the lizard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't wait. Oh. And Vermin. Uh, all the great villains coming out. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I like Vermin. Vermin. You liked Vermin? I liked Vermin. I, well, I, I liked the death of Vermin. I think that was a brilliant story. I think the only time I ever liked Vermin was when Damatis wrote him. Yeah. yeah, Vermin was fine as Damathis wrote him in Kratos' Last Hunt, but besides that, he's he's Vermin. Have you listened to the name? Have you read the? I, mean, I have the not. Child within? Okay, uh, if you read the Child Within and the Death of Vermin, it, it really is a, two really good stories. That whole run, I just Kevin, if you haven't picked up that run yet, I just recommend it to anybody. I've read parts of it. I've read a lot of the, the Green Goblin stuff, a lot of the Harry stuff when I was researching, um, and I read Craven's Last Hunt, but. Vermin. His name is Vermin. He's a rat. What the hell? <laughs> Better than Freak, though. Nice. Yes, yes, he yeah. is. He's he is Ape. the Green Goblin Ape. compared to Freak. Wow. Uh, <laughs> let's see. 
Uh, let's go over to Miles Warren from Dublin, Ireland, who has a great avatar that I helped pick out. Uh, hope you all are doing well. I actually have a few questions to ask, if that's okay. My first one is aimed at JR. I absolutely love your articles on Spidey Kicks Butt. I actually emailed you about this a few months back, expressing my love for the site. I don't usually do stuff like that, but your articles were so damn good. I just had to let you know what a great job you're doing. My question is, with the Goblin Prince series finally being, with the Goblin Prince series finally ending, can you give us any idea what your next articles will be about? Oh, well, thank you for the comment, Mr. Warren, or Professor Warren, but, uh, I, I actually hope to catch up on the uh, years in review. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done a year in review 2007 yet. I've got one partially written, but I haven't finished it yet. So I'd actually like to do the years in review and get caught up on that. And after that, uh, boy, you know, I haven't thought that far ahead. I know that uh, I know that Doc Ock keeps uh, bugging me to uh, to write his storyline, but uh, it's uh, I. Uh, Right now, I don't know because uh, I never thought that I would be doing one more day and brand new day when they came up. So, but uh, yeah. just stay tuned. It'll be probably be the year 2007 in review first for anything else. All right. Cool. Uh, his other question is aimed at Spidey Dude. I'm so damn thrilled to hear that there's another Clone Saga fan out there. What is it about the storyline you find so appealing? Is it simply another case of Ben Riley syndrome, or is it something more? I love it because it has the, it was the only time in Spider-Man's history where absolutely anything could happen. The writers weren't afraid to turn Spidey's world upside down and inside out. It sent my eight-year-old mind crazy, although I think I was 15 when the story finally ended. <laughs> well, actually, you were actually 10 if you were eight, but that's just... Anyway, um, the... Part of it is the Ben Riley syndrome. I, I do enjoy the Ben Riley. I think the, that was the only time when you actually decided to take a Peter Parker back to basics. It actually worked, and I think I think I think some people uh, in, in the industry right now are kind of jealous by that because of the negative that backlash it did end up having. When uh, and there was good parts and there was bad parts, and I I really enjoyed the good parts more than I did the bad parts. Um, I can't say that for the current direction uh, to, to compare the two, and that's why I'm not enjoying it. Um, there were some brilliant parts of that book, and I, I know JR didn't like Power and Responsibility, but it kicked off with a bang, and the first six months were absolutely engrossing and, and wonderful to read. And the last last few, I mean, uh, of course, in the middle with the max, uh, maximum garbage, as I like to call it, instead of clonage, um, it was really bad. And in and, and the end, uh, really the, the heyday was when Ben Riley was Spider-Man, and you got to see him tackle the issues, and, and it really was enjoyable read. Uh, and even even Norman returning was enjoyable. So there was a lot of enjoyable parts, and, and I'm going to hit. You're going to hear more about my case, the case for the Clone Saga, when when Spider.com comes back up online. Cool, Leopard Lad. Uh, let's see. What are your opinions of Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane? I really enjoyed the series, but I'm always surprised how popular it is as it is a very manga-influenced book. Spider-Girl, you love that book. I do. You do? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what are your opinions on it? Why do you love it? Why do I love it? Yeah. This is really hard. I don't... I think... Oh, gosh. Um, I'm sorry. This caught me off guard. Why do I love this book? Um, I think for one thing, Mary Jane is the main character, which we don't necessarily get to see. 
And besides being sometimes pretty vain, uh, she actually has, she has deeper problems and she's using her popularity as a sort of facade to mask what's actually going on at her home and these insecurities that she has. So on the surface, it's like this teen soap opera book, but really when you get into it, you get these character problems and everything. And I really like the way, just little, um, little ways that they go about, um, portraying Peter Parker and Spider-Man, like, since she doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, you never see him changing into Spider-Man. So something like that, really subtle, but because she doesn't know it's him, you never see it. It's always off-panel. So, I mean, I really recommend it. I really like it. And it's not as bad as other mangas where they make these weird faces and, like, you know, weird things are coming off of their head and stuff, but... Uh, Le- leopard Lad also uh, asked, "Where the hell did my leopard uh, <laughs> avatar come from?" That that was that was me. Uh, I like people to have avatars, and after a, <laughs> and, and if and if after a after a hundred posts you haven't added an avatar, my ass will put one up for you. <laughs> so if you don't like it, change the mother. All right. <laughs> Just kidding, Leopard, but if you need help, change it. One or the other. Yeah. Hey, hey, pull out the freak card if you need to. Um, <laughs> leopard Lad, I, I hope you like the Leopard picture. It was better than Black Space. Uh, Spidercraft. Just giving you a hard time, Leopard. Spidercraft. Uh, Brad, do you want to contact Phil Jimenez? I talked to him recently. He's up for doing a Q&A here on the Crawl Space. Just throw him a line and set it up. Uh, he can be on the long list of people I want to talk to. Uh, I'm still dealing with Stan Lee's people trying to set up a date. So, uh, yeah, for God's sake, we can get Stan Lee. I mean, we can yeah. get anybody. With, uh, let's see, Herman, 22, which is another avatar I helped put up, but he liked his. Uh, <laughs> let's see, what other Marvel foes do you think that Spidey should go up against? Dr. Doom, Juggernaut got me thinking, who is out there that would be great to go up against Spidey? Anybody. I like How- Howard the Duck. Uh, <laughs> he already went against Howard the Duck in his very first issue. Yeah, and it was very foul. Spidey Fan 101, Los Angeles, <laughs> California. <laughs> what do you think of Ultimates 3? I think I've wiped crap. with better okay, stuff. I've wiped with better paper. Uh, <laughs> it's, hor- <laughs> it's horrible, horrible stuff. But great sex scenes between Wolverine and whoever that was. Oh, uh, Scarlet Witch? <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. I thought Scarlet Witch got it on with her brother. Yeah, so he got sop- sloppy... Um, seconds. Seconds of his brother. Oh, that's gross. Damn. Sloppy incestuous <laughs> seconds. Damn. Damn. Maybe? I don't know. Sloppy incest seconds. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> as more finished it before I could. Uh, let's see, Mr. Metz, there are two ways you can view working on a book like Amazing Spider-Man. You could say that Dan Slott, Guggenheim, and the rest of the Brain Trust inherited the Spider-Man franchise from previous writers like JMS and Peter David. Or you could say that they borrowed the Spider-Man franchise from the guys who may tell great Spider-Man stories in the Marvel Universe and decades from now, such as Ed Brubaker, Matt Fraction, Gail Simone, Tom Beeland, and Kevin Cushing. Ooh, nice. What interpretation is more valid? How much should the Spider-Man writers consider the probability that there will be new stories with this character in the fictional universe years and decades from now? What should that limit those writers, if at all? Kevin, you hit it. 
Okay, first, thanks for that. <laughs> I know you're, uh, it would be too arrogant to think you're putting me on the same level with those writers, but just getting in the same sentence is amazing. So thanks for saying that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have, I have very strong opinions on this. If you're going to write Spider-Man, you are required to write the shit out of it. <laughs> we expect to see some great Spider-Man stories. We expect to see things moved along. We expect to see some character development. We expect things to grow and change. You cannot treat it just like, I am keeping this safe for the writers of the future, because then those writers of the future aren't going to have those great runs you're expecting because they're keeping it safe for more writers of the future. You can't just try to keep it in a little bubble and make it the Spider-Man that you've always had. You have got to write this shit. <laughs> You've got to have full so, progression to, to echo exactly. What I'm saying. It's and then... it's asinine to try to keep it in a bubble of 1973. I mean, it's to make it's it never. Gonna... You don't want it to be Archie and Charlie Brown. Basically. Exactly, it's never going to go anywhere. You're not going to have those great stories. I mean, who? Nobody would have killed off Gwen Stacy. You know, if if you're just keeping it safe for the writers of the future, you're going to want them to have Gwen Stacy to work with, and that story never would have happened. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't consider the future at all. You have to consider the future. You know, you're when you're writing a great story, you have to also consider what its impact is going to be. And if that impact is negative, then that's a problem. You have to, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that my stories are the great stories, I'm, but I'm using myself an example here. When Yes, I killed off Norman Osborn, but I've, I've talked about that already, and I think it was actually a good thing, and the consideration was mainly Harry Osborn and his future. So yeah, you have to consider the future. That's part of forward motion. But you have to have that forward motion. You cannot just sit there and say, I'm keeping it safe. I'm the steward of the future, because the future will never come. In St. Johnny from Ireland says, Short and sweet, Brad, your thoughts on Deadpool number one and two. Feel free to use as many swear words as possible. Good, because that <laughs> book was shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Daniel Way couldn't write. I, I just can't take it. I, uh, granted, it wasn't as bad as, uh, what, what, didn't he, was he the one that did the, uh, Venom? He did the Venom solo yeah. series. Who was the one that wrote the Spider-Man in the Snow that I hated? Is it? Zeb Wells. Zeb Wells. Zeb. Okay. Okay. I'm getting him confused. Anyway, not a fan of Way either. Um, I liked, uh, <laughs> Fabian Nisciences or whatever, however you say his name. But I, I dug his cable, I dug his cable Deadpool, uh, book. But, uh, Deadpool is basically aligned with the scrolls and, um, just pat it out. Just couldn't take it. But I'll probably still keep buying it because I love the character Deadpool. But damn. Come on. When I heard that the um, Daniel Way was on this book, I will never forget Daniel Way came on the uh, the comic board's website. And when it was announced that Venom was getting his own solo book, and he wrote, this book will not suck. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it did. And Deadpool is a much or well, is much better. Try, when you try to create, uh, what was it, the 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 thing with with Venom, it, it just everybody saw that from the beginning, and you're going, just just shoot the dude, just shoot him, and put <laughs> us out of all of our misery. I mean, it was bad. It was, yeah. it was insane. Uh, Dan Man as uh, a new poster. Uh, what are your opinions on the current arc in Spider Girl that deals with Mayday's copy doppelganger or clone? Spidey dude, you got this one. I love it. 
mm-hmm. is the first time that we've actually seen a shakeup in that in that book. And I think that right there, if we could get that in trade paperback form pretty much as fast as they've been doing brand new day, and you sell this thing like it, there's no tomorrow. People are going to pick it up because really and honestly, it really is the best arc, bar none, since uh, one well, of the last time uh, since Marked for Death storyline that, that ran in the first volume of Spider Girl. That this is just this is beautiful work. I mean, wonderful writing. It, you don't know what's going to happen next. He's incorporate. I mean, he's, it's been. This is really what everything's been building up to. As as more of has always been has been looking. He seems like he's building up to this massive storyline. This is it. This is this is the fruition of of you know years of continuity, and it it's shaking things up. And you don't know what's going to happen next. Because I, yeah. I tell you right now, and I'm I'm in the process of writing my review for number twenty five. I, I I was shocked. I mean, I haven't had a WTF moment in Spider Girl in a long time, but. <laughs> But if they're, I mean, twenty five pulled out pulled out all the stops, and he is. They're pulling out everything for this last arc, and and don't get me wrong, I love the last arc of the first volume, but this is this is just intense and great. Vinny fifty seven, who has an awesome avatar of Spider Man doing a flip from the new Web of Shadows game, love that avatar. Uh, he he's a newbie, he says, and if any of you guys could pick. If any of you guys pick up the Ultimate Spider-Man book, how do you feel about Eminem's artwork? While I feel he is a great artist, I feel like Bagley is the only artist for this book without Bagley's art. It feels foreign to me. JR, what do you think of uh, Eminem's work? Well, I uh, think that uh, Vinny is uh, not the only one who thinks that, judging by the drop in sales that yeah. accompanied Bagley's departure. I mean, I think uh, I think that thing took a 20,000 um, 20, hit in sales when Bagley mm-hmm. left. I agree. I always thought that the book would have a harder time surviving without Bagley, uh, you know, maybe even than than Bendis. Uh, but uh, it, it Bagley's art made it look distinct. I mean, it gave that. Uh, I mean, you knew that that was that was not like any other book in the Spider-Man universe because of Bagley's art. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know that it, it involved the teenage Spider-Man and Hulk Goblet and, and all kinds of other things, <laughs> but what really made it stand out, saying, you know, off to the side was Bagley's art. So, uh, so I agree. Eminem, you know, I mean, he's not a bad artist, but no. it just makes the book more—I don't want to say ordinary, but it just it 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 brings it kind of brings the book back into the fold to where it doesn't stand out anymore. Yeah. So, and I think that's one reason why it's uh, it's taken the hits. Donna Mark, uh, one more question for the gang. Does anyone know exactly what was the point of the one scene in Spider-Man 2, the movie, where Ursula Ditkovich gave Peter a slice of cake? Because I never got it. Spider-Girl, why'd, he give her, why'd she give him the cake? <laughs> um, I don't think there's really anything to like read into that. I mean, she obviously liked him, so she was just being hospitable. I mean, it's the same reason why she was making him cookies in the third movie. Yeah. That's true. She has a little thing for him. Yeah. I don't think there's any. Although I think an issue, uh, not an issue, movie three, the uh, she she kind of is over that, and she's rooting for Mary Jane to get with him. So I don't know. That's true. I just I, and now I start hearing the, the stupid theme song from the, the the that little montage. Yeah. You know that we had the open the show every time. I, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Greg Greg XB from Los Angeles. So Norman intercepted the, the data. Deadpool was sending Nick Fury. On how to take out the Scroll King, Norman's been making waves as the beloved leader of the Thunderbolts, and now rumor has it that he's going to be the one to take the Scroll Queen out after he's already saved Washington D.C. 
The popular rumor now is that Tony Stark will be a fugitive when this is all over, and Norman will replace him as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. He may even be one of the members of the supervillain Illuminati in Dark Reign. So, J.R., I'm asking, what are your thoughts? Oh, actually, I think we're on the verge of experiencing Norman Overload. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh... I didn't mind him as director of the Thunderbolts. I don't know what to think about him as director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I just don't see how a person with his background, yeah. even though you know, even though he's got all these pardons and now the DB has gone back and said that everything that uh, was published before was fake, and I, I just don't see how a character like him, a person like him with his background can be director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Uh, or president of the United States like he was in Earth-X. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm concerned that... Uh, that uh, we may be approaching the point where we're uh, we're seeing too much Norman, and uh, there there still needs to be some mystery about the character. Um, I think uh, I don't think we should know every single thing about him, and I don't think we should see him all the time. I don't think he should be Lex Luthor. Uh, so, what are my thoughts? My thoughts are: well, I'm getting a little bit concerned. We're just about to see too much of him. JPD's uh, 13 from New Jersey. He says, Gang, my interest in Brand New Day continues to decline, so I have a non-Spidey question this month. I know there are some fellow Star Trek fans on the panel. Any thoughts on J.J. Abrams' new movie? I'm liking what we're starting to see. J.R., you're you're the other Star Trek fan more, but I think you are. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. And Spidey Dude, I don't think you are. And Spider Girl? I, I, like, I actually like Star Trek. I just don't really voice it as much as you guys do. Spider Girl, are you a fan? I dabble in the movies, but I'm sure I'm not as well-versed as <laughs> J.R. is. Well, let's hit J.R. up. He's the biggest fan, I think. What, what do you think of the new movie? They just released some new pictures uh, in Entertainment yeah. Weekly this week. Yeah, I know. There were some uh, some geek-out moments there. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but the, what I'm really looking forward to is to see Leonard Nimoy as old Spock. Yes. That's that's what I want to see pictures of. I yeah. you know, I've already seen Zach Quinto as Spock and you know, it was it was nice to see the other characters in costume. I was waiting for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the pictures did help whet my appetite some more, but I really want to see Leonard Nimoy as old Spock. That's yeah. that's what turned this movie into a it would be nice to see into a must see. So that's what I'm waiting on. Oh, yeah. if they can get Shatner on the freaking uh, he he's not coming from everything I've heard and read. No, but I think they have something to do after Boston Legal's over. I think they nailed the original series costumes by modernizing them a little bit. Did you guys see the pictures yet? I have not seen. Yeah, them. but I didn't think we saw much of the costumes. Did we? Weren't they like headshots pretty much? No, no. There was a there was a group shot where you saw all the costumes and they. Oh, I didn't see that shot. They they kind of um they look you know how in Spider Man's image. Uh, the red is like one continuous color throughout the costume, and the movies they gave him like little uh, circles inside the red. They gave it a little yeah. bit of a pattern. Well, they, that's kind of what they did with the uh, original Star Trek costumes. They gave him like a little pattern inside the blue and the yellow and the red and stuff like that. So, yeah, really, I'm, look. Uh, I'm consciously okay. optimistic about the movie because J.J. Yeah. Abrams is usually very good, but unfortunately, the newest thing he put out, Fringe, kind of takes down his credit with me. Uh, I was I was not a fan of Fringe. I didn't see it, but uh, I wouldn't recommend it. It's everything I didn't like about Alias as its own series. <laughs> I th- I think Jr. and I have the same uh, dislike of one thing about the new movie is that it's a prequel. I, I I want forward momentum, not going back in the past. Do you agree, Jr.? Well, uh, I w- we can't do forward momentum because two of the main characters are dead. Uh, and no, I'm not no, interested. I- 
I, I know. Well, but, uh, I know what you're saying. I'm not yeah. interested in seeing any more knockoffs of the. I mean, to me, Star Trek is the original Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, I, I uh, you know, Next Generation was a fine show. In fact, in many ways, it, uh, in many ways, it was superior to the original Star Trek. And I did like Deep Space Nine. Uh, I and I thought Voyager and uh, Enterprise were crap. But uh, when someone says Star Trek to me, it's the original series, the original series only, and that's really all I'm interested in seeing. So. Yeah. And well, I, I'm a big, I'm a big Next Generation fan. I, I would like to see a little bit further adventures of Jean-Luc Picard. And um, you can always retcon Shatner being alive or dead. I'm sorry, being dead and actually <laughs> being alive. I mean, you could always retcon it. I, I really wish they would fix Kirk's death, but I think it's getting so many years past, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, if I was going to do a movie, I would love to see a Deep Space Nine movie because they left everything open at the end of that series. And I thought that was the best Star Trek series, personally. I know JR would disagree with me. Again, we're we're so many, almost a decade away from the last episode. That's uh, true. It fine. doesn't feel like it, but that's true. Yeah. No, I, like right. Deep Space. I I liked it after season four. Couldn't take it up until then. Uh, it definitely got better around then. Insane Johnny is our last question. Yay! Uh, from Ireland, uh, what do you think about Dan Slott's post? Uh, new Ways to Die interview posted today in the interview. Slot says that there's a reason. Uh, Anna thought Vin was Spidey, that Norman saw the camera and failed to deduce Peter was Spidey, and he hints that apparently something that prevents people from realizing Peter is Spidey. On a scale of 1 to 10, how insulting do you think this is to people who are still reading the book? You know, I, I think he's talking about the last issue, which I haven't read. <laughs> Is he is he referencing that Zach? I'm not sure. Um, let me let me read the question one more time just to <laughs> clarify. I'm looking up at the, the new <laughs> images. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I can at least talk about the stuff that's in past. I really think that the Anna, she's just an idiot. <laughs> I mean, and the Norman Osborn bit. I mean, really, uh, I was really hoping. It, well, I, I guess I, I really don't want to give away spoilers. Okay. Um, I really don't. I because. Because I we, I want to be able to talk about this next month, but okay. Um, how about this? We'll 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 table this question until next month. I no, I, we'll ta- I I agree because that's that's a, a lot of part six. Screw it, let's just dump that. I'll dump that out of the podcast. And Get, we'll, I'll, uh, I'll save the question. Well, I'll, nah, I, I'll just dump that whole question. We'll end on Star Trek. Uh, gang, do you want to do you want to just wrap it up there, or do you want to say some closing comments or anything before we I edit back in? Um, just make sure I'll, I'll, to attempt some crawl space in your ending, and it'll be good. Let me, let, me, uh, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me let me have some closing statements. Okay, if I, if I may. All right, <laughs> <Fight three. laughs> okay. All right, that's the last question, uh, gang. Any final thoughts? Uh, I'll take it. Um, All right. Read Spider Girl, and um, please <laughs> check out Spider.com uh, next month. I am I am going to work my darndest. To get this up and, and get it running, so and, and it may not look like it is right now, but uh, we'll definitely have it up. And and cheers to everybody, and 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 uh, have a safe and happy October. Yes. Don't, don't get sick on, on candy. And send send in those pictures of spider pumpkins. If you're carving spider pumpkins, send them to Spider-Man Crawl Space at hotmail.com, and I'll, I'll and those them. costumes. Don't forget the costumes. Yes. If you spider spider girl, are you going out as a, any comic related characters for a Halloween party? Um, my friend wants to take me to a sorority function that she has, and she's taking two people, so me included, so three. So she's trying to get, like, a threesome, like, okay, Whoa. that's not a bad. She- Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> she wants to get like a three part costume. So if it's superheroes, then we would each be some superheroes. So right now, I think I'm looking at uh, what was it? It wasn't Catwoman. Oh, Batgirl. I think oh, there you go. I was yeah. We lean towards. And Jr. Uh, I know I know your son always dresses up as Spider Man for Halloween. Is he dressing up like Spider Man again this year? Uh, no, this year he's going as Batman. Oh, Jr. That's Batman. Well, he's, that's he's that's got a heart. <laughs> he's, no, he's done Spider. He's done Spider Man two years. Uh, he's done. Oh, actually, three years. He said. <laughs> oh, that was cute. We just heard you were like that's three years old. Oh, that's right. I guess uh-huh. that's right. He was. Um, he was also the Hulk one year, nice. and uh, he was a, he was a Ninja Turtle another year. But uh, no, no, this this year I'd rather him go as Batman than the other alternative, which was the Power Ranger. Oh so, yeah. Uh, I can hit. I may put my green goblin mask on again this year for just for shits and giggles. So you know, uh, I really see you. In, I want to see you in that green goblin mask, Jr. I do too. That would be truly terrifying. If he really wants to impress Dad, he 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 needs to dress up as a goblin or make him Harry Osborn or something. You guys, <laughs> goblin brothers, we'll be like the mini mates and have have a little little goblin junior. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to dress up as Iron Man, I think. And Morb, are you going to any Halloween par- parties this year? Uh who the hell knows. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought very seriously about just uh, trying to find a good, cheap Green Lantern ring to put on and say it's a costume. I'm Green Lantern. <laughs> I, I like I'm, cheap. What can I say? I'm going to be wearing my adult size uh, underoos this year. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, my God. Your man bong? Yes, I, I'm the one that beat you to the auction, sir. Uh, <laughs> And that wraps up the October shows for the month. Now, coming up in November, Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends will be our guests. We'll talk about the possible cancellation of the Amazing Spider-Girl title. We'll also find out what we can do to help save that book. Now, on that show, we'll be taking live callers, so you can have a chance to ask the pros a question. Now, I don't have a specific date for that one yet. However, I'll post the information on the front page of our website. Now, in order to ask a question, you're going to need to add my Skype handle as a friend. My handle is WebheadSpidey. That's all one word, WebheadSpidey. Try to get you on that show. Now, before we go, I want to give a thanks to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Now, they have the Amazing Spider Girl Volume 4 trade paperback on sale. The cover price is $17. Mail Order has it for $10.53. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Gang, thanks for listening. I'm Brad Douglas for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com.